0: Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org/thrive.
1: Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Dr. Stephen Farmer, psychotherapist, shamanic practitioner, author, and teacher, and I'll be exploring with you ways to connect with spirit animals, ancestors, spirits of nature, how to heal from trauma, and many other topics. So stay tuned. hi welcome back this is dr stephen farmer aka doc stephen uh welcome back to healing for your soul and uh, we explore a lot of different territories on this particular podcast uh, healing for your soul and i have uh, someone i've known for a few years that i can vouch uh having sat with her in a session uh that she's the real deal and this is hollister rand medium hollister rand i gonna tell you just a little bit about her and her website is very very accessible hollister h-o-l-l hollister r-a-n-d.com hollisterrand.com and i highly recommend you check her out you know listen to what she has mm-hmm. to say today we're just going to have a conversation and um we'll move from there but do check out her website and I'll tell you about her latest book. She'll tell us about her latest book. Hollister Rand is an internationally renowned media, author, and speaker. She provides specific messages from loved ones in spirit with feeling, heart, and grace. Oh, I like that a lot. Hollister can see and hear spirits as well as get a sense of their personalities and emotions. During their last, excuse me, during the last 25 plus years, her unique abilities have provided comfort and healing to tens and tens of thousands of people worldwide. Uh, Hollister's first book, I'm Not Dead, I'm Different, which I love the title, I'm Not Dead, I'm Different, uh, was released by HarperCollins in April of 2011 and has garnered glowing reviews and endorsements. And again, we will talk about her latest book, which is called Everything You Wanted to Know About the Afterlife. Very timely, um, it's out, both books are available now and I have a, a hunch that we're gonna see more of those from Hollister. So Hollister, welcome. It's good to see, uh, to, well, to talk with you, I guess, uh, since we're on a uh, audio, audio medium. So welcome yep. uh, to the program, the podcast.
2: It's just wonderful to speak with you again.
1: It is. It's nice. It's really nice to see you. You got your little puppy dog there, and I got one over here at the door. Yes. Uh, He might be whining to get out, so we might have a slight interruption here. Anyway, um, yeah, just to to start with, just tell us a little bit about, you know, what, how did you come to become, to work this way as a medium? You know, that's what you do, and that's who you are. But how did that happen?
2: Well, I, I didn't start out to do that. I mean, growing up, being a medium was not a career path. I mean, it's a career path today. I mean, people do want to pursue metaphysical work and healing work. But when I was growing up, um, that just wasn't what people did. So I had a sensitivity and a connection to spirits as a child, but it was much more of a fearful thing. Uh, The first spirit I saw was my grandfather, which was wonderful. Um, but I I learned shortly afterwards that, gee, it really wasn't okay to see a lot mm. of good people around. So there was a lot of fear initially. And after a I'm car sure. crash, um, when I was 18, a very, very severe car crash, I could no longer turn away the spirits. It kind of overcame me. So I had to come to terms with it. And I did. Through learning with other mediums and reading about everything that I could and training and working and developing my relationships with guides, with spirits, with higher level spirits, that made me the medium I am today. And that's why I also love to teach about the work. Because uh, anyone who may have fear around death or dying or have pain around loss, I'd like to be a solution for that.
1: Uh, you know, from my personal experience with you, a reading that you did on my behalf. Oh, gosh, I, I can't even remember how long ago, you know, I lose track of the perspective on time. But a few years back, let's just call it that. And my father came through and gave me some really powerful messages and communications. So again, I appreciate that very, very much. So you were you were um, puzzled fearful of it as a child, understandably. Did you have anyone you talked to, you were able to talk to about these phenomena?
2: Well, um, my mother, I I came to understand that my mother and my grandmother were incredibly intuitive people, Um, but that it wasn't really part of how they processed the world or talked about it. Um, So what I started doing was reading everything by Hans Holzer, reading everything I could find about ghosts. Um, And Dr. Raymond Moody was someone I turned to, Um, learning about life after death, near-death experiences, um, joining the Rosicrucians, if you can believe it. Mm -hmm. And when I was barely a teenager, um, and you weren't supposed to do it, but everything was uh, via mail like snail mail, you would just, they would send you monthly stuff to read. So I read everything I could about death, dying, ghosts, different religious traditions, communicating with ghosts. So yeah, I kind of had a an obsession, I guess I would say.
1: Well, they call it a magnificent obsession. <laughs> and and uh, maybe it didn't feel real magnificent there from time to time, but um I you I think that was that's important I think when we get the calling for something whatever it may be but the calling for something especially in this larger field here of I don't know what to call it metaphysics new age uh, etc psychic phenomena uh, when you get the call to do that is yeah what like what you did you seek out teachers you seek out books you seek out training you seek out mentors etc so uh I admire you for doing that instead of
2: also had an unusual mentor which was the Christian church, the evangelical and um, uh, and the church where there was healing and all of this kind of stuff. So I worked with spirit in a very, very big way. And little did I know that that would open me up and, you know, lead me into a place where, I was stepping into healing. I was seeing spirits with people while singing in church because I was a musician at the time. So music, spirit, prayer, this high level of of God energy was all in my training. And I didn't even Hmm. realize it at the time.
1: Hmm. Wow. Yeah. And it obviously helped you develop, shall we say, trust in the information and the visions that you're having and the information that you're getting.
2: Yes, Um, one of the first uh, really intense situations was at a conference, it was a Christian get together and I was singing and I looked out and I saw a young woman with a female next to her. And it turned out to be her grandmother and I mentioned it. The grandmother said there was a rape, et cetera, et cetera. And I gave the girl this information. She said, how do you know about this? I haven't spoken to anybody. About I thought, okay, there's something going on that I need yeah. to figure out. What do I do now?
1: Yeah, what- yeah. So that was a key. That was a, a, a trigger.
2: That was know, a trigger. A, in and the
1: best, best sense of the word. And shortly
2: afterwards, yeah. I moved from the East Coast to the West Coast, where I came in contact with a lot of metaphysical people. And that was really the start of the real stuff in my life. And do we need to take care of that puppy? I think that we have a puppy who's...
1: I'm going to, (laughs) yes. So you had uh, some really powerful, shall I call them training experiences that spirit handed to you like seeing the the person the woman's grandmother who
2: yes but i then realized that i was moving beyond a limitation of dogma you know of uh there was no limitation spirit was taking me to a different place of connection and i had to honor that so then i needed a new group of teachers so that's the thing i would say to people is One teacher isn't one size fits all because we have different teachers in our lives for different times, for different experiences. And if we are willing to allow it, we will keep growing. And that, I would say, is one of my deals with the spirits is show me something new. I'm a different medium today than I was when I first started out. Because as I have been willing to grow and change and step out of my comfort zone, and as we all are willing to expand our consciousness, spirit can show us so much more. So that is the thing that really excites me. Um, As a medium, it would be very easy to work with a very specific set of parameters because you know it works. You know, if I do this, if I say this prayer, if I do this, that or the other thing, then I will get a clear connection. But if you come at it from the standpoint of show me something new, and that really speaks to trust, building your relationship with spirit, knowing that you're working at a high frequency. So I work at the frequency of love, working at that frequency, only the highest, the best the most loving and the healing energy and spirits are present in that place. And then it's safe to play. So that's (laughs) what I really love about this.
1: And that is uh, like you described, you said you're a lot different than which probably I could say as well as a few other people, but you're a lot different medium now than you were then. And you touched on a couple of things, but how have you evolved? In what way have you evolved? Like, what you said about show me something new. I love that. I, that's very fresh.
2: Yes, I, I do it every time I do an event and I'll give you an example. The first I did two first larger events um, after the start of COVID. So I did that in March of this February and March of this year, I guess it was just okay. March this year in Santa Barbara. So, I was doing an event at a spiritualist church, and I said to Spirit, show me something new. Show me something new. Hmm. And of the maybe 12 readings that took place in this gallery-style event, nine of the 12 centered around the name Michael. And these people Hmm. did not know each other. And I began to think, is this a cosmic joke? (laughs) Because... You know, I'd say to the first woman, I see Archangel Michael, but I'm also hearing Michael as though this is a brother. Yes, I have a brother in spirit named Michael and Archangel Michael is the angel I work with. Then I go to the next person. Oh, I hear that there is a male here. I'm hearing suicide. I'm hearing the name Michael. Yes, brother-in-law committed suicide. I mean, it was, you know, it was unbelievable, you know, and <laughs> Not even sure that those were the actual causes of death because I would have to go back and look at a recording if we had one, but it was Michael after Michael after Michael. And I had to stop and say to everybody, have you ever seen anything like this? And I mean, the audience was gobsmacked, as was I, because it was as though we had sent out A memo saying every Michael in spirit. Now, granted, it's a popular name, but really, you know, the the amount of resonance, it was so indicative of how this is not our show. It's not the Hollister Rand show. It's not the Dr. Steve, Stephen Farmer show. It is spirits show. And we, we show up, you know what I'm saying? And they orchestrated this because how did those people know to come? How did I know to go to those people? You know, it was unbelievable. So that's what I mean by show me something new because they will, the fireworks will be in the sky because they want to know that there's orchestration here that we are working as a group to forward us all to bring transformation to everybody here on this planet. This is a transformative time. So when I say show me something new, that is literally what is being shown to all of us. If we're willing to pay attention.
1: Well, I love the question or the question or the request, you know, show me something new that could be applicable to gosh, anybody. To be able to say that, to see what spirit will provide or what spirit will show you, such as the story you just described for eight, eight out of 10, I think is what you said.
2: I think it was nine out of 12, you know, something. Yeah, it was just so off the charts, not something that could be random in any way.
1: Yeah, you had me at three. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, boom, boom, boom. You know. <laughs> she works
2: with she has a Michael and spirit. What? I mean, yeah. okay.
1: Well, the other thing, obviously, from that experience, too, you had to really put any of your own disbelief or like being stunned perhaps at first, but being able to put that aside and then just operate, you know, to do what you came there and to do. And
2: that is partly the trust that I've developed with spirit. You know, people yeah. will me. Do you censor yourself? Are there messages you get that you won't give? And I say, no, my deal with the spirits is I, I give it as I get it. So whatever you give me, you're letting me know it's okay for the person. And I mean, there have been some off the wall things that I've said, and I thought, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but indeed, you know, it, it has indeed been true and the people could accept it. So I don't censor myself, uh, so that's why I'm faithful. That's why I can go, wow, I'm going to say this, even though I think this is this is really insane that we could have this many Michaels in one room.
1: Yeah, yeah the filter, you, it's like you, you're attempted to throw the filter up, but you have enough practice and experience at this that you don't allow it to really filter what you have. You become a reporter in a sense. Yeah. Yes. You know, that you, you're you you're just simply reporting what is coming through from spirit.
2: And I'm so darn delighted with it all. I mean, I, <laughs> I can
1: tell. Yes. Well, your excitement shows, you know, yes. and you're passionate I, about I, what you're working. I'm
2: worried. really excited every chance that I have that connection because I do learn something new. I learned something new about how the universe works, how people work where the healing is, what are the questions to ask? And I find that to be, you know, if you ask the right questions, um, you're gonna get the answers, but that's the thing. We don't always ask the right questions. So that has been kind of the, what I've discovered with spirits is when I do a session, I don't have people ask their questions of the spirits what i say to them is let's see what the spirits have to say and then you know we'll have time hmm. for questions at the end but i don't want to be prompted by your questions well what i've discovered is that spirits will often answer the questions that people bring but in a way that's different from what they might expect hmm. so it's so the q a kind of thing with spirits and us is really intriguing i really i love it and i love doing it backwards like that i mean i had one lady who said oh my god yeah answered that answered that answered that and you know <laughs> and then she gets down the bottom she goes oh don't even need to ask that i mean
1: yeah 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 um you don't need to you don't need to hear specific questions that's not the point in fact i would think it would sort of interfere a little it bit does, if you were
2: what it, to- is it shifts the control from spirits at the frequency of love running the show. And Mm. our, because very often questions are demands. You know, questions are um, often pain, which is um, masked in asking for information. And I'll Mm. give you an example. Um, this book that that I wrote, Everything You Wanted to Know About the Afterlife, But We're Afraid to Ask, is a book about questions. And the reason I, I did that, I did that book, um, is because I would do these large events and I would say, anybody have any questions? And then the same questions would show up. But after the event, people would come up to me and say things like, well, what happens to someone who commits suicide? Or, you know, will I have to see the father who abused me when I'm in afterlife? And I kept thinking the best questions don't get asked during the event. Those questions, the people are afraid to ask those questions, the mm-hmm. hardest questions, the best questions. So I started asking people to write their questions down and put them anonymously in a little basket. And I would choose questions and my publisher saw me do this at an event and said, I, you know, we really like this thing that you're doing. And I started saving all of these little pieces of paper. And that's how I created the book.
1: Wow. Brilliant. And the book is called Everything You Wanted to Know About the Afterlife, but Were Afraid to Ask. I love the yeah. title. And you also have that earlier book that you wrote, Um, I'm Not Dead, I'm Different.
2: I know. Kids in Spirit teach us about living on earth. And that title, I wish I could take credit for it, but I can't. Because a kid in spirit gave me that title. Um, His parents and sister came to see me for a private session. And God, he was a fast kid. Like he was running around. I couldn't even see him. He was like a blur. And it turns out he did used to run. I guess he ran track or something like that. But he was a fast kid. And his father put his head in his hands and said, he's dead and gone. He's dead and gone. And the kid said, I'm not dead and gone. I'm different. And I was so taken
0: hmm.
2: with that. I'm sorry. I'm getting choked up now. This many years later, sure, I was yeah. so taken with the the wisdom and the comfort in that statement that I asked. I asked the father. I said, "Would you mind if I use that as a title of a book?" And I did.
0: Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24-26. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org. Look,
1: Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the... Must not take yourself too seriously. And 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And yeah, you did, yeah. What, um... What do you, what are you wanting to convey with that book? I'm not, well, I didn't,
2: that was not a book of my choosing. I did not want to write about kids in spirit. It seemed like such a heavy, difficult subject. Plus Um, I don't have children of my own. And I thought, what standing do I have? And then a dear friend of mine said, so I was asked by my publisher, you know, I had just written down the title of the book without any synopsis or anything. And the publisher said, what about this book? What about that title? What about Kids in Spirit? I went, oh, and a friend of mine said, Holly, you are the one to write this book. These kids love you. You have talked to so many of the young in spirit that you are the person who relates to them as people. You do not relate to them in loss and pain and grief. If you were a mother, you would have this feeling of grief that you would share with all of these parents, but you connect with kids in joy. And I went, okay, then I am the one who needs to convey that joy, that healing, and that love to their parents and their siblings and their grandparents.
1: Wow, that is powerful work too, especially losing a child you know, to be able to turn to someone like like yourself and receive that kind of reassurance from the other side, you know, that I'm not dead, I'm different. I love that. And
2: kids are funny in spirit, you know. Um, they're They're so funny. They're so light. I remember there was one young man, I think this is in the book. He said, I saw the light, then I saw the light. And I thought, what on earth is that? And his mother said, that's exactly what happened. He was skateboarding and he saw a street light, a street lamp, and then he hit it. He died instantly and he saw the light of spirit. And he saw the light. I saw the light, then I saw the light. It was that fast. And that was his way of summing up his death. There was no pain, there was no fear. It was so instantaneous. And it all of a sudden reframed the thinking that he saw the light and his light went out because that's how we see it. Right. But he brought it completely differently to us. I Full saw circle. the light. Yeah.
1: Great story, too. Great story. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, and I, I'm Not Dead, I'm Different has a lot of those kind of tales, those yes. kind of stories in them. OK, yes. good, good. Um, can anyone do mediumship?
2: Oh, I believe we are all mediums. You know, there's this idea of mediums are born, not made. I think mediums are both. I think we're all born with the capacity to connect to spirit. Mm -hmm. If we weren't, there would be no religion, there would be no interest in afterlife, there would be no questioning of what comes next. If we weren't wired and didn't have a desire to be more than we are, or to be our best selves, um, it would be maybe just a few of us who do this. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was selling my first book and we were talking about, you know, is there a market for this? And, you know, all of this kind of thing. And, and I said, you know what? There are a lot of closet spiritualists in the world. There are people who are having their own experiences but won't talk about it. I said, and this whole world is going to just really open up as it has. This younger generation has really embraced spirituality. So yes, Mm -hmm. I do indeed believe that we are born with the capacity and the desire in many cases to connect with spirit. And then comes, it's the nature nurture uh, kind of discussion all over, because then what do you do with it? So just as we are all born with the ability to either sing, maybe perhaps badly in the shower or enjoy music, it's part of us as humanity right but then you have someone like renee fleming or justin bieber you know where you have talent and you also have training um and and then we have the standouts okay then we have the people we could aspire to be or just rejoice in who bring us joy and healing that's how i look at mediumship mm. talent which can be nurtured and taught but that we all have the capacity.
1: You know, I've heard um, a few stories from people I've worked with where they had that capacity without any training. <laughs> you know, one of those the nature, and but they shut it down. Yes. You know, suppressed it at, at the minimum, not repressed it or necessarily, but they at least suppressed it because it wouldn't be acceptable to the family, to the culture, to the community, etc so it takes something like what you have to offer perhaps to make it okay to sort of authorize it like yeah you know it's a little weird you know but a lot of people are doing it now (laughs) it's okay and by the way i see your grandfather (laughs) (laughs) something something like that you know and it would encourage people which brings me to my question hollister do you do trainings
2: Yes, I used to do a lot of mediumship trainings um, pre-pandemic, and so I'm trying to figure out now how do I move it forward because one of yeah. the things I've always loved about mediumship training is getting a group in person in a room, you know, where you can really feel the energy where I'm working. Yeah. With- people and they've got the connection and it's very visceral. And I have found that we are better together than we are apart. So what happens is you get a group and the energy builds, you know, and and everybody is lifted with that. Um, So you keep hitting these high frequencies and it just ripples through everybody. So um, I'm trying to figure out how I duplicate that. Is it do I do large groups again with this? Or do I go, you know, do I do a retreat? Or I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the way forward is um, with mediumship ch- training. I'm not exactly sure yet. And I'm open to suggestion. So if anyone listening has, you know, a retreat center or is interested in fostering this kind of safe environment of something like this. You know,
1: I'm you know. jotting a note down about that. So something comes up in I, I brainstorm. it. I also think that sometimes there's a waiting period. You know, you get you get the idea that's planted, that's inspired, but you're not sure the form, you know, the structure of it, which is what I'm hearing. The word, uh, the word of the year, I guess I would say or the last uh, while is to allow something to emerge. Uh, example here on this end, not mediumship so much, but articles, you know, writing, et cetera. You know, I've been a bit stalled about it. And yet uh, suddenly, all of a sudden, I've got like three articles that I want to write. I'm getting an idea for a book, you know, et cetera. But this has all just been emerging, like almost like telling my ego mind, my usual self, just shh, quiet, you know, it'll get here. Just hang on, <laughs> you know, like a little child or something like that. You know, we're almost to Disneyland. It's Okay. You know, that sort of thing, not that pedantic, but um, and it sounds like you're in that space right now. It's like, OK, it
2: really, really. Um, am. And you know what? It's OK. And I, I'm a right. Capricorn. So usually this kind of all right, let's allow isn't what a Capricorn does. I mean, you know, it's
1: like <laughs> I'm a Capricorn
2: okay so you know what I mean in my yeah. Capricorn self I have lists I have calendars you know I have dot journals do you know what I'm saying I've got oh
1: absolutely
2: I work on a sauna do you know what I'm saying it's yes that's not how I have worked in the past I have set goals I've met the goals blah 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 that's how yeah. I go. but I have to say that there you know you and I were were talking about this when we first said hello to each other before we were really doing the podcast is this idea of plans and not having plans in quite the same way. So what I would say is I am looking at inspiration Mm -hmm. and I'm looking at direction and I'm looking at allowing and I'm also questioning where do I put energy now? You know, what is the thing that needs addressing at this moment in time? Mm. So it really is a moment to moment thing. And, you know, that's, and I'm finding it with travel, with anything that I have to do. There are so many moving parts that anything could be disrupted at any moment in time. So true. You know, um, yeah. So. I, I tend to live very much in the present moment, which is exactly where the spirits have wanted us to be for a very long time.
1: One of the uh, working titles for a, an article is spiritual agility.
2: <laughs> I which love is, it.
1: You can use that, you know, if you want, yes. but yeah, it's exactly what you're talking about, I think we have to learn to be agile, you know, to be able to shift as needed, depending upon the circumstances so I'm i'm very much. Very much in alignment with what you're saying, you know. It's so easy, and again, I'm a Capricorn also, um, and I I like plans. <laughs> I I fuss a bit if a schedule gets disrupted, you know. I not too long though. I don't hang out there. I don't dwell there, but I I do react, you know. I whine, pout, you know, and then okay, let's get <laughs> over it, farmer. You know, come on, yeah. let's keep let's keep moving here and see what shows up next. You know, that sort of thing. So, I'm really with you. Um, I wish uh, I'm going to have you back, you know, if you are willing to do so uh, at some point, maybe down the road after your book is, is uh, uh, well, your book is out, right? Everything you wanted to know about the afterlife. And that is available, I'm sure, at Absolutely. Amazon, Absolutely. as well as the first one. Uh, I'm not dead, I'm, I'm on different. Amazon,
2: and Barnes and Noble, I think, and probably in bookstores, too. You, you can always, if people want an old-fashioned bookstore experience, they can do that, too.
1: Do we actually have bookstores anymore?
2: <laughs> I, I hope so. I haven't been in one, but I hope to find one.
1: Yeah. That would be funny. Let's look at the mall here. You know, the Barnes and Noble that is there or was there yeah, or whatever. I uh, talk about things can. changing. Yeah, Everything things change. change. Wow. You Every know what? So.
2: It really, at this point, is it's less about doing and more about being, and that's where we are.
1: Uh good way to close too thank you thank you so much Hollister you're you're an amazing woman uh I I like your humility about this too you know you have these gifts that you've honed you know through the practices the trainings etc uh certainly you're you're reaching out to others too through your communications you know the written communication as well as the verbal and I appreciate that I think that you know people need to have um All of us, I think, that's doing any of this kind of work, you know, mediumship or other kinds of um, avenues like this, I call it, you know, we need to be on the front line (laughs) at this stage, you know, whatever that looks like, whatever that means to anybody. So those of you who are listening, I do invite you to check out Hollister's website, check out Hollister, you know, sign up for a session, you know, do some work with her, because I think you'll be uh, uh, totally pleased. I know that, you know, and I speak from experience, too. You know, we've known each other for several years and I did have a sitting with you, which was wonderful. And uh, the whole realm of mediumship to me is absolutely fascinating. You know, I've, I've seen um, you in action, of course, and I've seen some others like James Von Prague and John Holland, etc. Few others like that. And it's astounding, you know, that that kind of information can come forward, not just information. but the. You know the spirits back there waving their hands and saying here here tell them about this and then you do and uh, they go huh how did you know that <laughs> like you said in the one story
2: well, we all have an entourage we are not yeah. in this life alone and that's for sure
1: yeah so um again thank you i appreciate it and uh say hi to your little puppy dog there
2: hi thanks so much bye You're
1: sweet okay bye bye Thanks for joining me and I hope you join me for future episodes where I'll share some powerful healing practices and meditations, introduce you to some amazing guests and friends of mine who will stop by for some conversation, and on occasion I'll pull some oracle cards from one of my decks and do readings. I'll also share some of my original music that I'm sure you'll enjoy. If you like what I'm doing, please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app or go to my show page on mindbodyspirit.fm where you can also get the free mobile app to listen to any of my shows or find some new favorites. If you'd like to contact me with questions, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram or send an email to info at drstephenfarmer.com. You can also find lots of material on that website, drstephenfarmer.com, so please feel free to explore. Please also know that by sending a question, you're giving me permission to possibly use it in a future podcast so others may benefit from it. And, to close, I'd leave you with the four most important words to take with you. Gratitude, love, compassion, and forgiveness.
0: I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind, Body, Spirit, FM or wherever you get your podcasts.